You are listening to Create an Unstoppable Life, episode number 77, Managing Overwhelm and Uncertainty. Create an Unstoppable Life is for people who want to get out of their own way and build a life of personal and professional fulfillment and freedom. I'm your host, Dina George, MD, a lover of learning, a life and mindset coach, and a family medicine doctor, and I am so glad you're here. Today, we're going to change things up. Rather than a usual podcast episode, what follows is the Managing Overwhelm and Uncertainty webinar that I hosted last week, which is really more of a workshop. So grab a pen, a paper, dedicate about 45 minutes and see where it takes you. The feedback was wonderful. I hope you enjoy and I will see you next time. Welcome. It is seven o'clock. It is time. Let's get going. This is build and advertise as a webinar, but what it really is is a workshop. And it's a workshop to help you get to know you a little bit better and get to see where the overwhelm, where the uncertainty are coming from and give you some tools to use like that you can use today, next week, next year, any time in your life tools. I did a practice run yesterday and one of the greatest comments and compliments at the end of it was one of the participants said, I walked away with a little bit of hope. Yay. Yay. That's the whole purpose of trying something new, doing something different and really reaching out because wow, it is a difficult time. This is Managing Uncertainty and Overwhelm. My name is Dina George. I am so glad that you're here tonight. Thank you. Thank you for spending this time with me. Time and energy, those are our two most precious resources. And the fact that you're spending time here, it says a lot. It speaks a lot to me. So thank you so much. I have a podcast called Create an Unstoppable Life, and I do coaching, mindset, and life coaching all around that theme. First, the disclaimer. This is not healthcare. This is not even a good substitute for healthcare. So if there's anything going on for you personally, whether it's your physical health, your mental health, please seek personalized professional services from your doctor or your professional. That's what's going to be best for you. So why are we doing it? Oh my goodness, these are unprecedented times, right? We've never seen something spread so fast, the ability to communicate so fast, so much uncertainty going on. And it is touching various aspects or all aspects of our life right now. So there's suffering, there's hurt, there's pain, there's overwhelm, lots of emotions going on. That's the why. The why is to create an antidote to all of the fear, or some of it at least, the doubt, the uncertainty, and to help get our minds out of overwhelm and into a different space, a space where we can actually harness our own energy and harness it in a more effective way. So I'm glad you're here. Those are my whys. Try something new. Reach as many people as possible. Try to calm things down. Teach people how to do it, how to reach within and find the answers within you. Those are going to be the most powerful answers that you have. How are we going to do it? We're going to walk through a series of exercises. So pen, paper. If you don't have them, grab them. If you have them, perfect. We're going to look at tools. We're going to talk about learning points. We're going to have some themes running through this whole session today. And again, the goal is that you're going to have something usable at the end, a little bit more understanding of who you are and how you're operating, especially during this time. Here's your first exercise. Are you ready? It's easy. 
write down what's going on in your mind right now. So whatever it is, if there's something that's spinning around, if there's something that's that you just can't let go of, if there's something like, ugh, write it down. We're going to take a couple minutes. This might be the only quiet time that you've had today. Whatever's on your mind, just write it down. If you need to make a list, do that. Whatever you want. That's your paper, your pen. You're not limited to one thing. You can write down as many things as you like. And keep going. Chances are there's a lot that's going on in your mind right now. You've had a long day, lots of interactions, lots of stuff. See what you can get out on your paper. We'll spend one more minute here. Again, whatever's going on in your mind, just write it down. You can draw a picture. What we want to do is we want to create some space in there. And to create space, we need to let a little bit of it out. And the paper's the, a great way to do it. All right, you did it. You completed exercise number one. Why did we do it? We wanna create some space up there. If there's a lot that's going on in your mind right now, it's hard to take in anything new and it's hard to sort through what's happening there. So we wanna put it someplace out on a piece of paper. We wanna create some space, create an opening. The reason again for this webinar is because so much is impacting all of us. And it's, it's, it's touching every aspect of our life, how it affects us. Again, it's touching every aspect of our life. Imagine right now, and I want to give some context to what may be going on with you to have a bigger understanding of this time in our lives. So relationships, chances are you may be spending a lot more time with people than you're used to. Maybe your kids or your spouse or your parents. Uh, or maybe you're spending less time. If you're in, in a business or a profession that's really demanding a lot of you, you may be spending less time with the people that, than you're used to. That affects us. Moving on to business and profession, boy, there's a lot of changes. There's a lot of changes in our community. They just made some big announcements on where people can gather, how people can gather. That affects our, our local businesses, but it also affects our, our national businesses. Our profession. So some people are asked to do more, be more right now, and others are have uncertainty when it comes to 
sustaining a business or being employed. Um, so that is a big aspect of our life, which touches on our finances. I don't meet too many people that say they have too much money. <laughs> I just don't. So we all, it's something that, that touches on, on a big aspect of our life is finances, what's coming in, what's going out. And when we change that, it brings up overwhelm and uncertainty for sure. And then there's our health. So things are, are happening right now. Like in our local hospital, elective procedures are now being delayed, delayed for a month, maybe two months. That's going to affect some people's health. It's not emergency things or urgency things, but just elective things. But it does play a role on people's health. There's the ability to exercise or in a group environment. There's coping mechanisms that we have. Like some of us are eating. Some of us are more sedentary than we're used to. That impacts our health too. And then our resources. Walking into a grocery store is a completely different experience than it was a month ago or two months ago. Just looking at the shelves, not knowing what's coming, when it's coming, or how we access it. Our access to resources has changed and it's become unpredictable. That touches our lives. Events. There's events that we're used to. Events during the time of the year. I live in a college town and there are some steeped traditions here that are not going to happen. So those events, the fact that they're not happening, that impacts us as a community. It impacts the the students, it impacts the families that are used to those traditions being present. That's another touch point in our life. And then our faith system and churches and the ability to gather, that touch, that's another touch point in our life. So if you're overwhelmed, if you're uncertain, there's lots of reasons why. And this is to have utmost respect to all of the pieces and the components. And then there's all the things that were supposed to happen. That brings up emotion in us. There was supposed to be a ring day in our community. There was supposed to be a graduation. There was supposed to be prom. Lots of other things too. That can create a lot of overwhelm and uncertainty or other emotions like disappointment, like regret, like feeling bad that things aren't going to happen. So if there's a lot going on in your life or in your mind, if you're feeling restless and uncomfortable, these are some of the reasons why. What's happening in our communities, in our nation, it touches all of these aspects. And it's important to realize that, to have a sense of like, oh, I'm not alone. Oh, I'm not the only one. So here's tool number one. Two words, of course. And it's what you can add to anything. Of course, this is overwhelming. Look at those things we just discussed, all the touch points in our life. Of course, this is overwhelming if that's what you feel. Of course, people are scared. Or maybe it's, of course, I'm scared. Of course, I don't have the answers. We haven't had something to touch our lives in so many different ways. Of course, we don't know. Of course, we're relying on maybe others, maybe other countries to figure out what's going on. Of course, I can't sleep. Of course, I'm eating too much or not eating enough. Using of course. And the idea behind it is to start to bring that emotion down. So instead of fighting it, instead of reacting to it, it's just, oh, of course. Of course, your mind is maxed out if it is. 
Of course, you're feeling whatever you're feeling. And this is something you can use at any time. I know when I'm, when I'm working in a coaching capacity and there's a lot of overwhelm, this, I just introduced it to say, of course, to have that ability to take a step back and to see there's a lot there. I use it too. When I'm in the hospital and working with patients, if there are more people that need to be seen, I just say, of course. Of course, there are more needs. If there's another patient to be admitted, of course. Okay. And it takes away that piece that I have to react or respond. So try it. If your kids are waking up at night, they're coming to get you, of course they are. Maybe you can even smile. So that's tool number one. Take a deep breath. Our minds are amazing. They're complicated. We can take in a lot of stimulus. We try to organize it or we just try to put it in our minds. Lots and lots of stimulus. And that's exactly what we're going to work through. So take a deep breath. We went through exercise number one. We did tool number one. And we're going to keep going. So our brain. You know, our brain is, is one thing, but it's one thing that has different components. It's got this amazing primitive system that's kept the humans alive for so many years. That primitive system tells us, stay safe, seek pleasure, avoid pain, don't take any risks, stay in the shelter, be comfortable. You can imagine with what's going on right now, it's completely threatening our primitive system and our, our minds aren't wired for it. So of course our minds are freaking out if that's what's going on for you. We've also got this higher level of thinking. We've got a higher cognitive function or executive function, which is amazing. We can be altruistic. We can be creative. We can invent things. We can communicate. We can communicate globally and, and do so very fast. How we're communicating now is people maybe locally in my community, maybe nationally, but we may be speaking or we may be touching globally as well. That's amazing. So our brains came up with these things. So we've got one brain and different parts, and sometimes those parts like to fight. Have you ever felt like there are times when you're like, I don't know, I don't know if I can, I shouldn't even try, I'm going to fail. And then maybe an hour or two later or the next day, you're like, I can totally do this. I got this. I can plan it out this way. We're going to do it this way. I can bring in these people. That's our same brain. It just depends on which system we're operating from, which one we're giving energy to, which one we're listening to. One brain, different parts. And each part is trying to tell us a different story. So what's happening? <clears throat> Excuse me. Our mind is continually scanning for threats, taking in all that stimulus, right? It wants us to stay safe, seek pleasure, avoid pain, don't take any risks. So constantly scanning for threats, and there are a lot of them right now. Everywhere you turn, every conversation we're having has some component with what's going on or some way that we need to prepare or what we need to think about. If you turn on the news or social media, lots and lots of threats to our safety. It's giving our minds a lot to work with. So we bring in information, we, it spins around in our mind, we look for how can we be safe, how can we be secure, how can we avoid pain, I don't know. And that's where, of course, comes in. Of course, this is overwhelming. Of course, this is uncertain. Exercise number two. So we're going to go down a different path for a little bit, but we'll bring that back. So name what you feel. It's that simple. Name what you feel. I feel blank. 
right now. You don't have to pick one. You can pick as many as you want. I feel blank. This is being recorded. So if you're listening this, to this on replay, feel free to pause, take as long as you want. And in real time right now, we're gonna take another minute. I feel blank. If you don't know how you feel, guess. I might feel. Describe how you physically feel. Do you feel heavy? Do you feel energetic? Do you feel something pushing down on you? Do you feel tight? Do you feel relaxed? However you feel, emotionally, mentally, physically, just write it down. All right, let's move on. Oh, here's a list. So look through, see if there's anything on that list. And it spans from one side to the other. Fear to joy. So anything else that you want to add to your list? And this is just a small list compared to all the feelings that somebody could have. So we can go back to that tool, of course. When you look at what was going on in your mind, that exercise number one, it's connected to how you feel. Because what we think, it drives how we feel. And that's where of course is. Of course, with all this spinning on my mind, I feel overwhelmed. Of course, if I don't, if with all of the with all the things that I don't have an answer to, I feel uncertain. Of course, I'm afraid. Whatever it is. So, what we think drives how we feel. Sometimes we don't know what we're thinking; we just feel it. But know that there's a way to connect it, and it's simply you. You can do this through a writing exercise. Maybe you do it through speaking into your phone. But finding a way to let that out. Most people don't know how bad they feel. I see it all the time. I see it in coaching where someone will say when, they, when they've had a shift, when they've had a breakthrough, oh my gosh, I didn't realize how bad I was feeling. Sometimes they say, I didn't realize how much I was beating myself up. We'll get to that part. And I see it too when I work as a doctor. When we name something, when they finally get a diagnosis, oh, I didn't realize how bad I was feeling or how uncertain that I was feeling. So use, of course, see how you can connect how you feel with what you're thinking or with what's going on in your mind. So here's learning point number one and what we've just covered at the beginning of our session, naming and normalizing how you feel. When you name it, you don't have to fight it. Sometimes we just feel bad and we keep ourselves busy. We don't want to sit down. We got to do something. We got to keep going because we don't want to acknowledge how we feel. But when you name it, you can normalize it. 
And you can use of course too. So you don't have to avoid, you don't have to stay busy, you don't have to react to how you feel. You can just say, I feel afraid, I feel doubt, I feel calm, I feel joyous, whatever it is. When you name it, you can start to normalize it. Here's exercise number three. And this is a take off of exercise number two. How are you supposed to feel? There's people that are telling you, or maybe the media is telling you, or maybe you're telling yourself, how are you supposed to feel? How should you feel? Take a moment, write it out. Answer that. How should you feel? How do others think you should feel? And see if those are the same. There's lots of opinions out there on what we should be feeling, what our experience should be. We're going to spend a few moments here to really make sure you have time. How are you supposed to feel? We'll go about 10 more seconds. How should you feel? And if you don't know, guess. There's no right answer, there's no wrong answer. And for fun, how, what do others think that you should feel? I work very hard in my personal life and professional life not to use the word should because should implies shame. I think Brene Brown says that, should implies shame, and it implies what we're not. I intentionally use that word here because that how we should feel means that we're probably picking on ourselves because we're not feeling that way. So the mind of a high achiever, we take in a lot of sensory input, and you automatically, you're here, so you're a high achiever. Again, thanks for being here. We take in a ton of sensory input and we just stuff it in our brains and we are terrific at holding on to conflict. So here's the, the should. There's the way that I actually feel. Maybe it's terrified and then there's the way I should feel, calm. I'm terrified, but I should be calm. Oh, it's hard, hard to hold on to those emotions at the same time. I'm overacting and I shouldn't be. I'm worried I have to be strong. Ooh, that creates a lot of you guessed it, a lot of overwhelm, right? When we are one way, we think we're supposed to be another way, or people are telling us we have to be another way, or who knows what, that creates conflict and overwhelm. And that adds to our experience. So you can see if we are one way, we're pushing ourselves, forcing ourselves, trying to be something that we're not. Ooh, there's a lot of energy that goes into that. Again, that is creating overwhelm. That's actually adding to our suffering when we can't be who we are or we can't be where we are at this moment. Here's the learning point number two. Two of the ingredients, not all, but two, in my opinion, 
our judgment and comparison, and together those add up to overwhelm. So when we think we should be something else, we are judging ourselves, and there's a good chance we're judging ourselves harsh. When we have this idea of what others think that we should be, whether they say it or not, that's comparison. Or if we're looking around us for an answer, we're looking around us to direct what we're supposed to do, feel, or be, that's comparison. And boy, does that lead to a lot of overwhelm. So when we're looking externally, when we're judging ourselves, we are just creating massive amounts of brain fog, also overwhelm. The definition of judgment is the opinion formed. That's pretty simple, the opinion formed. But when we look at it, how we judge ourselves, ooh, it could be harshly. And our opinion is just that, it's an opinion, it's not a fact. We judge others, we judge how we feel, how we think we should feel, and sometimes we feel bad for feeling bad. Like, do you ever have that? You feel bad, and then you turn around and say, I shouldn't feel bad, and feel bad about that. So it's kind of like punching yourself in the face on one side, and then punching yourself in the face on the other side. And so when I ask people, how do you feel bad? Like, of course, of course you do. You're picking on yourself for picking on yourself. So feeling guilty for feeling guilty, or feeling shame for feeling down. Again, what should we be? What should we feel? Or sometimes it's just the opposite. There are people right now that aren't worried. There are people right now that say and believe it's going to be okay. But then they start to question themselves. Well, everyone else is worried. Why am I not worried? And they can feel guilty about that. I think most people have some consternation about what's going on. What I'd like you to do is see what it is for you. So we have, I feel blank. That was exercise number two. And then exercise number three, I should feel. So notice what's going on for you and notice how that might be contributing to some of what's going on if your mind is spinning around. So again, overwhelm, judgment, and comparison. And notice the judgment when you compare your list, the judgment maybe of yourself, the judgment of others, judgment that you might feel from others if they've told you how you should feel or how you should be. None of us like judgment. All of us do it. And then the comparison. So looking around and comparing where we're at compared to somebody else and how we line up. And chances are, as a high achiever, we never, we never rate ourselves as good enough or better. We're like, oh, they're doing better. They're doing way better. I should be so much farther ahead. That's part of the high achiever mindset. So managing overwhelm and uncertainty. So what we've covered so far, naming it, I feel blank. Normalizing it, like allowing us to really see this is how we feel. To see the ingredients. So that's what's going on in our mind. That's the thoughts that are spinning around. That's the focus or that's the energy that's going on. Those are the ingredients that create how we feel. And then notice where judgment is coming up of ourselves and of others and where comparison is coming up. Again, there's a lot of comparison going on right now. Just even in a conversation, you have one week's worth of food, you have five weeks worth of food, we only have a couple of days. Ooh, that comparison. And then use the word or the term, of course. Of course. Take a deep breath, you're already ahead, you're here. 
And this is, these tools, these exercises are a way to move away from being reactive. So you don't have to fight with yourself. You can just feel whatever you feel. You can just see there's a ton of thoughts going on right now, and that's creating how you feel. That's going to help you to shift away from reacting to it. You don't have to be busy. You can be, but you don't have to be. You can sit down, and you can sort through this. So anytime you need to, just take a deep breath. Here's our summary to date. What's your experience? That's what you're thinking, what's on your mind. The tool, of course. We talked about how do you feel? Like, how do you feel right now? And then how should you feel? And we compared those. I intentionally use the word compared. And then the learning points again. Naming what you feel helps to normalize it. And when you normalize it, you don't have to fight against it. And looking at the components of overwhelm, two of them, judgment and comparison. Here's tool number two, grant permission. You know, we, we, our parents had to write out permission slips. You remember this when you were a kid? Like if you wanted to go to a field trip, if you needed to go to the doctors, or you were going to be away from school, there was a permission slip involved, which was a parent saying, it is okay for my son or daughter to do this. And then when we became parents, if you're one, or uh, when we have responsibility for somebody else, we write permission slips for them. Of course, my kid can go to this event or do these things. But as an adult, we forget we can do this for ourselves. My husband is really good at doing this, like really good at taking care of himself in this way. And for so long, I couldn't understand it. I couldn't understand why he wasn't up and busy and moving around and trying to I don't know, fix every little thing that I thought was going on. It's because he granted himself permission to just sit down and relax. And I've learned to do that. I really appreciate that about him. So you can seriously give yourself permission for anything. I give myself permission to feel what I feel. I give myself permission to take 10 minutes and do this. I give myself permission to think about this next week. I give myself permission to say no to this. Say yes to this. Try this. Be clunky, be awkward, and do this. You can grant yourself permission for anything that you want. I give myself permission to learn how to do this or to develop a new belief or to let go of an old belief. You can take it in any direction that you want. Give yourself permission because what you're doing is you're releasing the pressure the pressure of what you should, the pressure of what you must, the pressure of what others think you should, or what you think they think you should. You see how complicated our brains can be? So at any time, you can give yourself a permission slip. You can even write it out. Make it fun. All right, exercise number four. We're going to do it. We're going to practice. Write it out. I give myself permission to... See if you can write down three things. I give myself permission to. They can be anything. What are you ready to give up? Give yourself permission for it. What are you ready to start? What are you ready to move closer to? 
If you could have anything in the world right now, what would it be? What's on your someday list? You know that someday, someday when I have lots of time, I'm going to, when I have lots of money, I'm going to. What's on that list? And what's one thing that you can give yourself permission for to take a tiny little step towards that? I give myself permission. So if you have one on your paper, go for two. If you have two, go for three. If you have three, keep going. Even if it feels silly, because chances are it might. I work with a lot of people on this and it feels so silly to them until it doesn't, which means they get used to it. They actually try it. They see the value in it. And then they say, why didn't I do this sooner? All right, we'll take about 10 more seconds. I give myself permission to. It might even be to freak out, be afraid, not be afraid, somewhere in between. You can give yourself permission for anything. Here's learning point number three. What are the benefits of permission? They help you to move away from being reactive. So you're actually planting a seed. You're giving yourself permission. You're going to create some time, some space. You're going to allow things to be however they are. That allows you to move away from reaction. It helps to release the need to have to be something that we're not or to do things or not do things that we don't want to do. So giving ourselves permission. Or even to say, I give myself permission to not like this. And then it's okay. You don't have to fight against it. You can just decide, I'm not going to like this. You do it. You didn't like it. You're good. You don't have to react to it. It gives you the opportunity to be more of who you are, like more of who you really are, which is not a reactive person. And it allows discomfort. If you give yourself permission to be afraid, you're allowing that discomfort to be there. You're saying it's okay. And you're going to work through it a lot faster than if you try to fight it, resist it. I shouldn't be this way. So those are all the benefits for permission. And can you see as you start to clarify how you feel, how you think you should feel, you're seeing judgment in comparison, how that all amounts to overwhelm. And as you start to grant permission, it starts to bring down that overwhelm. When you plant in things, intentional things in your life, it moves away. You move away from being reactive. That's how you manage overwhelm. And we're going to get to uncertainty as well. Tool number three. This one's a tough one for high achievers. Seriously. Allowing imperfection. You don't hear people walking around saying, oh, I'm good with being imperfect. Not at all. High achievers, we want things to be perfect. We want them done yesterday. We want it to be easy. So easy, done early, better than most people or the best. 
there's no room for imperfection. And I talk with so many high achievers that are, that are perfectionists, is what they call themselves. Allowing imperfection means setting the bar at good enough because good enough tends to get done. Perfection, having to be perfect, boy, do we drive ourselves crazy. And then maybe we get done or maybe we quit. Allowing imperfection means done is better than anything else and my best is good enough. It's a tough one. You may have to give yourself permission. You may have to try this on and that's okay. And you can always use, of course, I want this to be perfect. But really consider shifting, allowing imperfection that done is better than anything else. And your best is good enough. Here's another learning point. When challenges come up, and there's a lot of challenges going on right now, we want the perfect answer and we want it right now and we don't want it to change. It's just got to work. So challenges bring out our perfectionism and perfectionism, again, it leads to overwhelm because it's not good enough. We got to keep going, got to beat ourselves up. We got to do better. We have to do more. Deep breath, allowing imperfection. Done is better than anything else. Our good, our best is good enough. Allow it. So here's a summary. We've talked about three tools, of course. Use it anytime you want. Grant yourself permission. Write it out, say it out, grant it. Allow, create time, space, a resource, whatever it is you need. Allow that to be part of your regular routine. And then allow imperfection. Your best is good enough. Done is better than anything else. The solutions that you have that's going to get you started. <coughs> I'm so sorry. Here's the learning points. We've talked about naming and normalizing. And we've talked about overwhelm and the components of it, which are judgment and comparison. We've talked about the benefits, the benefits of permission, and then the benefits of noticing perfectionism and then detaching from it, stepping away from it. Letting our good, letting our best be good enough. So now moving on to uncertainty. How do you manage this? Uncertainty can get our minds spinning all around because it becomes what if, what if, what if, what if this, what if that, what if this, what if that, and then we what if the what if. We just amplify it with all the uncertainty. And as high achievers, it's usually in a negative bend. What if this happens? Then what if this happens? Then what if this happens? And we've gone down this negative spiral with all of the uncertainty. We're going to use the same tools. Name it. This is uncertainty. This is doubt. This is fear. Acknowledge what it's creating for us. Seeing the mind spin around and then granting permission to not have all the answers, to not need all the answers and to notice the perfectionism. That's one of the things that we want, right? We want to answer uncertainty. We want an answer and we want it to be perfect. All right, here's the bonus tool, gratitude. You see gratitude everywhere, right? T-shirts, journals, pillows, everything has gratitude. I am grateful. 
this is the time to really look for the gratitude that you can have for your life. And it may be a challenge. It may be a stretch for your brain. A couple of weeks ago, my son and I were flying and we showed up to the airport. I got us to the airport 55 minutes before we were able to check in, but not check our bags in. So we had the option of fly without our bags or don't go, get rescheduled. And I challenged myself to find what can I be grateful for immediately, probably the first hour, especially as I stood in line, I, I wasn't finding anything. But then as I thought about it, as I spent some time, I'm going to have gratitude for everyone that helps us to get where we want to go. I'm going to have gratitude for spending this time together with my son. So even though he's unhappy, this is a chance to work through emotion together. I'm going to have gratitude for having this time off and this time to go. I'm going to have gratitude for the people that I'm going to see when I show up. It's pushing your brain. It's shifting the energy because we can't focus, <clears throat> excuse me, we can't focus on what we're grateful for. Oh my goodness. It's definitely allergy season here in Texas. We can't focus on what we're grateful for and be in a place of fear and doubt and uncertainty. So what gratitude does is it opens up a door. And it, when we open up that door, we can start to see opportunity. We can start to see that this is better than some of the alternatives. So I could say when I look at my trip, I have gratitude that it only, <coughs> excuse me, it only took us a day to get there rather than having to cancel the whole trip. So we start to see opportunity, we start to see resources, we start to see people, and really feel the, the generosity of the situation, even if we didn't choose it, even if we don't want it. So that's bonus tool number four, gratitude. And what it does is it increases our resourcefulness. As we have gratitude for others, we remember what's amazing about them, how they enrich our lives, how we could enrich their lives because part of gratitude is seeing the service that we can provide for others. Excuse me. So gratitude opens up opportunities. It shows us our resourcefulness, who we can bring in, what we can offer, what we can do, what we already have that we forgot we have. Like think about all the things in your home that used to have a purpose, but maybe got pushed to the side. You don't wear it. You don't see it having gratitude for it, you start to remember, oh yeah, I have this. Oh yeah, I can share that. The same amount of resources, but now we're more resourceful. The strongest resource that you have is your mind. And that's going to influence your energy. It's going to have your whole life experience. It's going to shape it. Your mind manages everything all of your resources, all of your resourcefulness, your time, your energy. So this is the perfect time to be managing overwhelm and uncertainty. There's a few resources that you can use. Free, create an unstoppable life podcast. So that's on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean. You can also find it at my website. Each week or so, we take on a new topic. And I share the adventure, what it's like exploring transformation, 
shifting life from good, good enough, or maybe, I don't know, it just depends on the topic. Recently, it's been scarcity and fear. Shifting away from that and moving towards an unstoppable life. If you have questions for me, you can reach me on my website, which is georgemdcoaching.com. It's on the contact me page. If you signed up through the online sign up, you'll automatically get a copy of this webinar. If you didn't, you're welcome to email me. I'm happy to send it to you. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for caring, caring about you. Thank you for wanting to do something different, wanting to learn more, wanting to share more of who you are with those around you. Thank you for being part of this time. Are you ready to create an unstoppable life? To start dreaming again and working towards it? I'd love to talk with you. Sign up for a discovery call at georgemdcoaching.com. You can find it on the work with me page.